meditation is such a powerful tool. Like what I want to emphasize around that too, is that it's not like, all right, I'm, I'm going to sit down and be in silence for an hour yeah. and not think, right? Like meditation is, is a practice that actually carries out through your entire day. I mm. live my life from a point of meditation. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today I sit down with my friend and PR accelerator client, Jacarina Soto, who is a first generation Dominican American who is living her purpose of helping others heal themselves. She is passionate about empowering women to discover and embrace their unique gifts to create the life they truly want. She is the founder of soul embodied a 12 week program that allows women to reconnect their own divine wisdom through soul care practices. Jacarina follows her own intuitive wisdom as a holistic life coach, Reiki healer, and meditation teacher. Her focus is teaching the oneness of the spirit, mind, and body while also recognizing that food brings healing, movement brings strength, and spirituality brings clarity. When all three of these things come together in alignment, we can operate from our highest consciousness to live our most authentic lives. This is an awesome one, you guys. We talk about everything from meditation to being an overachiever workaholic to aliens and psychic abilities to like listening to Cardi B and twerking and all kinds of stuff. You guys are going to love this episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to the show. As you just heard, I am sitting down with Jacarina Soto, who happens to be one of my clients in the PR Accelerator and just an all-around incredible human. I am so excited for you guys to get to know her better. So thanks for joining us on Amplify today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Good, good, good. And absolutely, this is going to be, I mean, we have so many similarities and like are interested in so many of the same things. So this is going to be a really fun conversation. I know everybody's going to really, really love it. So before we get into rapid fire, as you guys know, Jacarina helps women do inner work and heal so that they can show up super authentically, show up in their like fullest power, manifest the life that they desire and create a lot of abundance in their lives. And she does that through like a number of different modalities. So we are going to dive into all of it. 
And now let's do rapid fire. You ready for this? Oh, <laughs> so whatever, whatever first comes to mind, honestly, like just that's, that's how we do this. Right. All right. Number one, what is something you're grateful for right now? Oh, okay. I actually was doing some breath work earlier. And for me, I was just like, whoa, sis, like every once in a while, I have to remind myself, like, or you get that reminder, like how far you've come. Mm. Like, and it was just like, oh my gosh, how much I love myself, you know? Yes. Because it didn't feel like this a few years ago, not even close. So I had that moment and I was just like, oh, I'm receiving this. I'm taking this in. And of course, you know, just for the basic things, just being able to have a roof over my head, being able to move my body, access to nutritious foods um, and having my family with me um, means a lot to me as well. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And yeah, like, and it's funny because I had a similar gratitude moment, whether it was like maybe this morning, yesterday, or it's just like, I'm fucking like so proud of myself and like, yes, like so into this human. Right. And so, yeah. And I think it's like, also, and I'm like derailing us from rapid fire right now, but like, (laughs) it's so important to acknowledge ourselves right all the time. Now, yes, not just the big ways, but the little ways too. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is a guilty pleasure of yours, whether or not you feel guilty around it? Okay. Um, hmm, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) What first comes to mind? No, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Okay. So I have a big sweet tooth and I love like, especially right now it's summertime. So I love ice cream. Like I want ice cream, like all the time. Girl. So, you know, my dad's freezer here is stocked because one, he enjoys ice cream as well, but also like for all my freaking nieces and nephews and stuff like that, his grandkids freezer is stocked because when they come over to play in the pool, like, you know, popsicle time, I'm eating two or three popsicles a night. <laughs> like, and I, I don't feel any shame about it, but I'm like more, more sugar than I usually have, but yes, yeah, I, I'm yeah, such exactly. an ice cream person, such exactly. an ice cream person right there. I'm like, it could be like a blizzard outside. And I'm like, "Mm, I want some ice cream or like a, like a, not a smoothie. Um, growing up, my mom would make ice cream shakes, but no ice cream. So they're called batidas and you put like fresh fruits in them and then they're super cold and icy. And so I'll be like, mommy, like make me a batida. And it's like negative 20 outside. Yeah. You're like, it's okay. I'll bundle up, I'll put on, I'll wrap myself up in a blanket. I'll sit next to the fire. Please. Yep. Yep. aligned. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what is a random fact that not many people would know about you? Ooh. Well, if, how do I answer this one? I was really mean um, no. a few years ago. I'm, I was a really mean person and I still do have a bit of a tude. Um, like not like no shit is taken over here. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, get- no, it's okay. You can swear. We swear. <laughs> okay. We swear on this show. It's fine. <laughs> You've met me, right? <laughs> How would I not swear on a podcast? Good Lord. Yeah, I know. Beep, My own beep. podcast. Yeah. It would be impossible. <laughs> but yeah, I was really, really mean. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, and we'll get into this a little bit when we talk about your story and stuff like that. Cause I know you're like, oh yeah, I'm like a mix of like spiritual and a little ratchet at the same time. So I could probably like, you know, if we're leaning into like the, the, the ratchet side of things, yeah. Like, okay. 
but you are, you have such a beautiful, like gentle, calm and mm. grounded energy that I'm like, oh, you were a mean girl. You're a little bit of a bitch. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a mean girl, uh, in high school or anything like that. I was an annoying overachieving kid and I wasn't really cool. Like I didn't peak probably until like after <laughs> like yeah. I, was, I had the glasses, the braces. So I was not killing it. Um, but I was fucking mean and my best friend, um, was the really nice one. Right. So everybody like loved her and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, what did you say to my best friend? Or like, wh- who are you looking at? Like, that was me. I was like ready to cuss somebody the fuck. Oh out. my gosh. Okay. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to talk about that more. We're going to talk about that more. Um, so obviously you are doing like what your purpose is and what really lights you up and everything like that. But if you couldn't do what it is that you do now, what kind of job or career has always sounded like really cool? Like what, what's some, like, what would you be pursuing instead? Well, given my background, I have an Oshkosh of, of, of stuff that I've done. Right. So before for me, it probably would have been like, oh my gosh, I totally want to be in the fashion industry. Um, probably now I think I would probably want to be like a sociologist or, mm. um, some kind of geneticist. Oh, right? cool. Is yeah. How you say it? Things about like okay. human how humans work. Yeah. Yeah. So in college I took genetics, I was pre-med and, um, that was like my favorite class. And I've been thinking about that class a lot in this last week. So I think i probably would have been doing something along those lines. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I like that. Any weird talents or special skills? Mm. I don't think so. No, come on. Hmm. There's got to be something random I, party trick. Well, if you don't, I mean, I could then... probably, I could, I could probably carry like a note. Like I'm very like a musical kind of person. Okay. So I played violin like all throughout like childhood, yeah, uh, all of that adolescence. So I was really, really good at that. And so um, I've always been like musically like, yeah, um, okay. Inclined, Violin. So. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That works. That hits, hits the spot for it. Um, yeah. when you were, what did you want to be when you were little? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Uh, okay. This is all over the place. Um, so growing up, all I heard, oh, you need to be a doctor or a lawyer. So that was like drilled into my head, but I used to love to sketch. So that's why I was like, oh, maybe like fashion. Like I used to design yeah. my own stuff. Yeah. And probably like I used to like, this is really embarrassing, but no shame. So like I was a big like uh, gymnast and like um, ice skating fanatic as a kid. And I used to pretend to be like oh my gosh. skating in the room. I used to like force my, my younger, I used to make my younger brother like do routines with me and like fl- throw me into the air <laughs> and, and do like musicals in the living room with me and like performances. Poor guy. Yeah. So, and I would make my own little, uh, costume dresses, like out of the, like the sheets and the, the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yes. So yeah. 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 I uh, Yep. Agreed. <laughs> when was the last time that you cried? 
Ooh, I just cried. I think it was Monday or Sunday. I was watching Naomi Osaka's documentary on Netflix. Okay. Okay. And girl, she had me bawling. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's so good. So I recommend yeah. that. Just, yeah. So that had me crying. Like, Got it. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. When is the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? Well, I almost cried right now laughing. <laughs> I was, like, was it this second telling me about ice skating in your living room? <laughs> yeah, I had tears like wolting over my eyes right now. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, what is your favorite meal? Oh, I'm a total foodie. Okay. So my mom's cooking would definitely make the rounds on mm. that. Like anything my mom makes. My mom is a really great cook. So anything my mom makes is so like, like some good traditional Dominican food. Yes. All right. Um, so that, and then, you know, I got to get the sweets in. So I would do, um, I love a good, like banana bread pudding with like bread with like the, mm. like the scoop of ice cream and like the caramel drizzle okay. or something. Mm-hmm. Or like a okay. brownie ice no, cream like, situation. Ooh, and what about this? <laughs> and what about that? And I'm like, oh, and what? Are, and we're like, wait, how long have we been talking about just desserts? <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite travel destination or your next that I, place that you want to travel? Oh, okay. Either one. Um, my, my favorite now probably in adulthood and as a kid too was going to Dominican Republic there's just something about um I took it for granted Mm. for a long time and didn't want to go and then now going in like my full adulthood and being able to be there with my family is just wow like it's just like you feel so connected and just seeing like my culture and like the traditions of it and how rich it is. I like, I love that. Cause like for so long, I, I wanted to water that down yeah. as a kid. You, hmm. you, you, I wanted to assimilate so much yeah. to being American. <laughs> um, and so now it's like, I'm so proud of it. I love it. Like, I love yeah. being able to go back and just experience that, that joy. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. Um, that, that's all my rapid fire. So now we can get into oh, some of the, yeah, yeah, you did it. You did it. <laughs> the rapid fire is <laughs> over. I would love for you to tell everyone your story. Cause yeah, you've got a fitness background and like, you know, you were pre-med and all that kind of stuff. So like, yeah. How did you get to where you are now? Like coaching women and like supporting women with doing like the inner work and getting into alignment and all that kind of stuff. Oh God. Um, it's, it's been a journey and I, and I will say to get to this place, to be at at this, being able to do this work, right. I, I almost like, I don't take for granted my journey and I see the power of all that I experience, all the hurt, the loss, the brokenness, um, that I experienced in order for me to be here because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing or speak to people on such a level if I hadn't been hurt, if I hadn't been yeah. broken. 
Yeah. And, you know, when you're going through those moments, you that's the last thing you want to be going through, right? You want to hide that. You don't want to feel that. And now I recognize that there's such power in, in, mm-hmm. in experiencing those things because we all go through yeah. these moments, uh, but we want to hide from them. So um, for me, like, I, like you mentioned, um, you know, I... I went to, to college. I was doing all the things. I am the oldest of two. And so I was expected. It wasn't even a conversation. Right. I was going off to college. And so drilled into my head, um, started off pre-med all the way up to senior year. And I was like, I don't know major. And, you know, went off to work in corporate America, worked in finance, bounced around. and. Um, moved to, to Los Angeles and New York and eventually found my way back to Rhode Island and was back to working in corporate. And eventually after about three or four years, I was like, enough's enough. Like I'm mm. not happy here. And so I left with no real plan. I was just like, I'm going to pursue the shit that I, that I enjoy. And at mm-hmm. the time that was um, styling and a combination of fitness. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I, I can't go, I can't continue to live my life like that. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually found myself doing personal training full time. And I was loving that. Um, but it, it's not all that it seems, right? And um, I wasn't getting fulfilled helping people yeah. grow a bigger butt and get, <laughs> you know, like oh. I was getting that. Grow a bigger butt and get, you know, lose the 20 pounds for yeah. a wedding and X, Y, Z. Yep. And it, it was just like, you know, but it was, you know, everything externally mirrors back to you what's happening internally. So mm-hmm. it start that work was mirroring back to me where I started, which was originally with my own personal journey and focused on the scale and focused on how my body looked. Um, and then eventually it went, I started to dig deeper within myself. And so that kind of work wasn't calling for me. And then eventually I went through what is what we call the spiritual awakening and Reiki found me and meditation found me. And then eventually I found myself where I am today. Yeah. And, and here we are. So would you actually, because like Reiki and stuff like that, I'm sure a lot of people listening are familiar or have heard what Reiki is, but will you share a little bit more about specifically what is Reiki and then like how you help women and like what you do now? So like first, first what's Reiki? Okay. So Reiki is a Japanese modality of relaxation and healing. Um, it is using energy. We all have access to Reiki energy. Reiki energy is life force energy. Mm. It can do no harm. It is pure energy, pure light energy. So, um, we all have access to it, but through attunement, we open ourselves up to receive more of it and become a channel or a vessel for a conduit is usually what I I like to say, a conduit to allow that energy to flow through me and allow it to enter the person that I'm working with. Reiki can go anywhere um, and it helps heal um, the physical body, the energetic body helps align your chakras, um, helps clear away any stagnant energy that might be uh, sitting in your aura. And it helps you also to just connect with your 
higher self or your your spirit, your soul, however you would um, identify it. Um, I want to leave that open to. Yeah. And so if somebody's like listening to this and like, oh, interesting, like how would somebody start to like tap into their own Reiki energy? Or is that like really a thing? Cause I've, I've done a few Reiki sessions, like a few in person and a few like virtually actually like distance yes. Reiki, which I'm like, what, how does that work? And yes. like, like feeling a difference, you know? Um, so how would somebody like tap into their own kind of Reiki energy or strengthen that? So one quick exercise to feel just working with energy. So Reiki energy, you do have to be attuned to, uh, be able to work with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the first level, level one is being able to work on the self. And then, Mm. then from there on you continue. Um, but we all have access to energy, right? We are all energetic beings, right? So one quick thing you can do, and I'll have you do it with me. Okay is just close your eyes okay and bring your palms in front of you okay all right like prayer hands take a deep breath yep take a deep breath in and then exhale out and then just rub your hands together and just start to feel a little warm Mm -hmm. and then stop and then slowly begin to pull them apart. Just leaving a little space. And just bring all your awareness to your hands. You might feel like a little bit of warmth or like energy exchange happening. Yeah. Warmth and like a, almost like a, uh, like almost like a magnetic buzzy kind of feeling. Yep. And then you can pull them apart a little bit more. And then almost like you can go, like move your hands around, like you just, almost like pretend like if you had like that ball in between. Mm-hmm. So that's you being able to tap into your own energy that you can yeah. work with. Oh, and that was so, so relaxing. I feel like a nice little reset. <laughs> Hopefully you guys listening in, like if you didn't do it with us, rewind and, and do that. Very cool. Um, okay. Neat. Um, and, and, and let's actually like with that, talk about like, so distance Reiki. Yeah. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> because like, cause I like, I absolutely. And, and I say that like a little bit jokingly, obviously, because I know that energy is not bound by being in the same location as somebody, right? Like I fully believe that we have like psychic gifts and stuff like that. And it's just a matter of uncovering those. So like, I like over the past year and a half, like I've been able to strengthen and tap into a lot of mine. And so like, I can very much like, and I did it earlier, like uh, yesterday or something, like I can ping people. Like if I'm aligned and I'm focused and I channel my energy, I can literally be like, 
Ooh, I would love for so-and-so to reach out to me. And then like within 24 hours, usually that person does. Yeah. Like, so that kind of stuff, like I can, I'm like pretty fucking good at it, which is kind of crazy. So that's like (laughs) an example of that kind of, um, you know, our ability to channel our energy regardless of location and stuff. And, and it's like, so connected to consciousness and all that, but I would love for you because you're way more of an expert at this stuff than I am, of course. And I've gone through like actual training and everything. Like how, how can, can you just explain a little bit more how like distance Reiki type stuff works. (laughs) So when you're working with a client, um, let's say like if I had a session with you, we would do it virtually like this. Um, But first and foremost, when you're working with someone, you have to be uh, granted permission. Mm. So the first thing is permission Mm. um, from that person. So you're granting me permission to send you that Reiki energy. I can't just go off and be like, I'm going to send energy off to this person yeah (laughs) it doesn't work like that so first thing is permission and um there's prep work that goes into it beforehand um um before I would sit down with you right so just kind of clearing my energy connecting with yours especially because we're in different uh places and then after you grant me permission you would go into it almost the same way that you would go into a in-person one. So you would be somewhere relaxed, um, you know, like not driving your car and, you know, like you want to be somewhere relaxed and and, um, lying down or sitting down peacefully. And then the way that I'm able to send that energy to you is that um, through attunement, there is a symbol that is a distance symbol. And that symbol um, transcends space and time So I'm able to send Reiki energy to you physically, but that also can go, the Reiki energy can go into your past and that past Mm. can go. Like past 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 healing and stuff like that. Um, So cool. Yeah. So not just in this lifetime, right. But like in a previous lifetime and then into your future self. So what it's allowed (laughs) is like, oh, my face. I'm like, I love this stuff. Yeah. So it's all, um, I can send it. It, it, It's not in my control, right? So that's the big thing with Reiki. I want to be very clear on that is that it's never me doing the healing. It is me working with your uh, higher self, your energetic body. You're letting me know where it needs to go. It's almost like I'm the translator between Mm. you and the Reiki. That's such so a cool never, way to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. It's never me. Like, I'm not like, oh, I healed this person. Yeah. No, it is you healing you're yourself. You're like directing the energy. Yeah. yeah. So you're letting me know where it needs to go. Um, you know, I work with ascended masters and with archangels. And so they're there to protect and guide, um, guide the energy. And so they're there to counsel me. And if something needs to come in as in like, you know, one of your guides or, um, you know, a loved one, uh, uh, someone that's passed away an ancestor or something like that, Mm. um, kind of guiding me, but overall it is, it is you, it is never me. Yeah. So that's how it's able to be sent out. How, how did you specifically land on Reiki and choose this as one of the modalities that you work with a lot? I didn't, I always say I didn't find Reiki. Reiki found me. I've 
you know, just like you had heard of, heard of it, I knew people that kind of dabbled into it or had tried it and kind of always heard it floating, but never had a, like a session. And I had actually reached out to someone who was in a mastermind with me and she was a Reiki master. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love a session with you. And like nothing ever happened. And I went in for one of my regular massages at this place that I go to. And she starts talking to me about the Reiki lady that works there. Mm. I've been going there now for like two years or so. And I'm like, who? I'm like, how do I not know about this lady? So she ended up coming in. She, she ended up messaging her, the, the um, massage woman. And um, that's so bad. The massage therapist. <laughs> the massage woman. The massage therapist. That lady. Is, I don't know her name (laughs) Um, (laughs) is like oh let me let me see if she will come in for you like come in for you or like when when she can set you up for an appointment and she ended up coming in that very same day for me Mm -hmm. and nothing's ever by coincidence right 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 so I ended up getting I got uh cupping I had um cupping therapy that day and it was 8-8, which is Lion's Gate portal, right? So there's a, such a mm. flow of strong energy happening on that day. This portal opens up and we're just like in massive energy flow, right? We're in like lion, strong energy. And so she came in, she did um, Reiki on me for the first time. And here I go, like astro projecting, right? Like totally far out there. And I was just like, holy shit, what just fucking happened? Yeah. And I got so sick afterwards, like two days, like a day or so later, I got super sick. I had like the worst flu situation of life, like everything that comes with it, like the not so pretty stuff. So, okay, keep going. So I got sick and I I messaged her because I'm like, okay, I, I get cupping massages like every like two, two or three months. So like, I'm used to that. And then she's like, that doesn't always happen. She's like, but I'm going to look into this more for you. Like, this is really weird. And I had booked a follow-up appointment with her for the like following week. So as soon as I got better, I went back in and I had done my own research. And so it was like, you, there's been, uh, it's been noted that people can get really sick from it when they are detoxifying, when they're going through a spiritual awakening and your body is purging everything out and that's really what happened and so I went in for my second session and I had this thing of like ask her ask her and so I asked her if she taught like if she if she could be my teacher and she's like I don't teach but I I already in my meditation for you I already knew that I'm supposed to teach you so (laughs) so that's how Reiki found me (laughs) that was like a novel that's so cool no that's fascinating (laughs) That's so interesting. Okay. And so you say like during that first session, you astral traveled, which can you tell people what exactly that means? Cause like, I get enough what it means, but tell everyone what, what that means and what that was like for you. Um, so I had been, that was very new to me because I had been, um, developing my meditation practice, but hadn't done anything that crazy at that point. But I was also really coming in uh, fairly quickly into a lot of my intuitive gifts. And so when I went into that session, um, I think like the, the cupping, 
therapy and all the massage has kind of cleared off you know, when you get massages and stuff like that, it um, moves a lot of energy. Yeah, it moves a lot of energy. It um, causes you to start um, clearing out like toxins and stuff like that. So I feel like having that double session is what caused me to get uh, be so open going into her session. And so I just went into like astral plane. So you're, you know, there's, if you're out there like us, yeah, you know, guys, this, this might sound crazy, only... but whatever. Yeah, y'all know I'm like here for the aliens and all the, the psychic <laughs> shit. So like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're into all this stuff, you know that this isn't the only dimension, right? Like there's different mm-hmm. worlds um, happening. And um, I went into astral, um, the astral plane, which is pretty much that like galaxy space it, it it's like lights and and stars and just such expansive energy and like even further than that is I I will say for me this is how I view it because everyone sees it a little bit different but from my personal experience is like source realm so I've mm. I've gone up and been able to see source right mm. and it's been like holy cow like yeah this is this is what source looks like yeah like what feels like yeah and to explain it a little bit for people like what the hell are these chicks talking about and what are they smoking (laughs) um so like when I I don't know I probably have astral traveled before like because interestingly so over the past year and a half I mean as the audience knows as you know like I have had like Matt, like such a deep spiritual awakening and like such expansive growth and transformation and healing and like just surreal, right. It's been surreal and have really strengthened my intuitive gifts as well. And I, for the past year and a half, I don't remember my dreams anymore. So like I, mm-hmm. and it's, it's funny. Cause like, and this is a whole, whole nother conversation, but the only dreams I remember are dreams that have to do, oh gosh, I'm going to really reveal things right now. <laughs> the only dreams that I remember are dreams that have to do with a particular man. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> and the, except for like, I've had a couple dreams, like in the last four months, I would say that I remember that have nothing to do with this person. Um, mm-hmm. but they're stupid. Like the dreams that I have remembered that don't re- involve this guy are like, like me checking emails, like dumb shit, like (laughs) me working out. I'm like, I don't remember any dreams in a year and a half, except if they involved this guy. And now I had a dream about checking my email. You gotta be kidding me. Right. And so I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I am doing some like interdimensional shit when I'm sleeping, because I used to remember dreams a lot more until the past year and a half. So it's been very interesting. And like, yeah, like to long story short, like me and this person who I've been dreaming about, like we often dream about each other the same times, like whether we've seen each other in months or not, like it's a very interesting, bizarre situation, like very psychic connection thing going on. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. of course we were in space together last night. (laughs) Great. Great. All right. And like, and to be clear also, this is not somebody I'm dating or anything like that. Like, it's just like, bizarre connection. We'll see what happens. Um, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so like for me, so one, I'm like, sure shit is going down when I'm sleeping. Absolutely. And then when I experience like ask what 
I think is the closest for me with astral travel. It is that feeling like I'm leaving my body. Right. Oh yeah. And, and I used to, the first time I really experienced that was when I did ayahuasca last June. Mm. And then I would be able to experience it also with cannabis. And then once I got familiar, which like I previous to prior to ayahuasca, I did not experience it with cannabis. And then once I felt what it feels like with ayahuasca, I was like, Oh, I know how to get here other ways. And so I could also like zap out of my body on cannabis, right? Like THC, not just CBD. And then now I'm able to do that through meditation. I'm able to do that not even when I'm meditating. And so I'm like, oh, and, and so that's the thing that's been really cool for me is that like, okay, cool. Sure. Like, you know, drugs helped me tap into that, but now I'm able to tap into it whenever I want, you know? And so that to me, and, and while I'm not necessarily like I'm when I, it happens for me, and maybe you have some insight to this, I feel myself leave my body and, but I'm still like, I still know where my body is. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah. I don't go that far, but mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh, I'm very much not in my human right now, you know? So yeah. it's like so wild and so cool. <laughs> it's always fun because, uh, my, my master is my practitioner. So, you know, I go and I get my like tune ups every like month yeah. or whatever often I go to. And it's always like, we sit down and chat afterwards and she's like, Oh my gosh. Like we just like have like this, those, these fun combos. And she's like, you didn't want to come back. And she's like, you took me along with you. And that was like such a fun trip. And I'm like, and you, and as a practitioner, you know, when a client is like, I can feel my client's energy, like, as soon as I start working on them and I'm like, okay, this is going to be like, like calming down their energetic body, like Interesting. 15, 20, 20 minutes in. And I'm just like, all right. Or like, if there's like a chakra, that's really, you know, needing a lot of my attention or something like that. I'm like, okay, this is where we're going to stay the entire time. And then every once in a while, I'll get those clients that are like, they're gone. Like they're just so open or they're on the spiritual path. And they're like all about it. So they just come in and they're like, yep. And I go right along with them. And it's, and it's so cool. I can see it's, it's this, I won't say see, right. Cause it's not like I physically see mm-hmm. them, but like third eye, I see them, how they're leaving and like where they go. And I'm like, oh, they, they it's left. It's so they're... wild. This stuff yeah. is so cool. Cause it's hard to explain. Cause I get what you're saying. Like yeah. Oh, I don't actually see it, but everything in my like body knows what's happening. Yeah. You know, like, like check in. Uh, yeah. It's so freaking fascinating. Yeah. But when I go, she's like, sometimes I'm like, I'm in my, she'll like start like, you know, you call the body back, right. There's like practices that we do. And so to like help the person kind of be grounded in their body. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm coming back. Like, I'm here. I'm here. Like, like I'm back or like, no, (laughs) she's like, you know, afterwards, like we'll chat and she's like, you didn't want to come back. You were giving me a hard time. I was like, I know I really didn't. Like you could have like, let me linger for like a couple more minutes. Like, yeah, but it's that you, you pretty much leave your body and you're able to go off into, you know, um, spirit realm, Mm-hmm. dimension and experience um just like this I don't know like this freedom but like you said you know where your body is and 
Like I know what's happening in that space when I'm doing it or like where my body is, but you're in these different spaces. Yeah. And, and, and like, I, I find that I'm able away. to, yeah. And I'm, I'm able to tap into it. Like when I go out and like run errands and, and I think because now the, gosh, I feel like this episode's going to sound like we're so high. It's fine, everybody. (laughs) I'm like, because now, like, I think the, um, separation between like 3d, 4d, 5d, like that's so much more clear now. Like we're really seeing like polarization and duality, like all over the place, um, that I can like be walking in the grocery store and be like, oh, I'm like completely in 5d. I'm not right now in the same plane as anyone else in this store. And I'm, and, and it's a different feeling like, yes, I'm absolutely connected to my body because I'm walking around and I'm like getting groceries and shit like that. But I'm like, but I'm also like in a whole different plane. So I don't yeah. know if that makes sense to everybody listening in, but like, but able to like tap into that regularly. And then sometimes, and, and usually mine, when I find myself like, uh, like jacking out of the matrix like that and like tapping into 5d and stuff. It's when I, I have to almost pinch myself and go, Hey, guess what? Your body's walking around earth right now. And yes, what's happening on the planet is actually still very much happening. Like this is really happening. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I go, oh yeah. Yep. You're right. It is. And so that's when I like, sometimes the like come back into my body moment. That's what it kind of looks like is like, Oh, Hey, don't get too like distracted out there because remember, like this is all still happening. It's, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's so interesting to kind of play with these intuitive gifts. How, how do you, um, if somebody is like, okay, these bitches are crazy, but also like, I'm curious, you know, if somebody's wanting to strengthen their intuitive gifts? Like how would they, how would you recommend somebody starts that? Honestly, the simplest way to do it is to like sit down and meditate Mm -hmm. and with meditate, like meditation is such a powerful tool. Like what I want to emphasize around that too, is that it's not like, all right, I'm going to sit down and be in silence for an hour and not think, right? Like Meditation is is a practice that actually carries out through your entire day. I live my life from a point of meditation. Um, And so it's not about, you know, these, you know, sitting in Lotus and like perfect, uh, these mudras and and, uh, doing the perfect breath and like not thinking and like, it's, it's not that it's being able to come back to yourself. So what meditation does, it helps you connect your body and your mind, right? And bring, Mm -hmm. draw in all your senses. We are so overwhelmed, stimulated every day, right? Like we are constantly checking our phones 5,000 times a day, right? Constantly looking down. We have the TV going, you have music playing over here. You're hearing something over there. Um, You know, we're eating a lot more processed foods. So all of our senses are like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like overstimulated, overstimulated, yeah. yeah. Overstimulated. So being able to sit down in meditation is actually drawing in all your senses back into yourself. Mm. So it's as simple as sitting down for five minutes or not even, you don't even have to sit down. I mean, worst case scenario, 
you, you're, you know, walking in your day and just bringing that mindfulness into what you're doing in that very moment, yeah. bringing yourself to that present moment and connecting with your breath mm-hmm. and being able to just like inhale and exhale and just really bring yourself back, draw your senses back in to yourself. Yeah. Like, I mean, I will often like have a workout in a gym with other humans around that can be a meditation for me. You know, if oh, I go yeah. in with the right, in the right headspace and, um, focus, like it can be such a powerful meditation. So it doesn't have to look like sitting in a quiet, dark room by yourself thinking nothing, you know, it can look so many different ways. And I agree. It's super powerful. And it's funny because meditation used to be, I would say like four years ago, three years ago, I thought it was ridiculous. And I couldn't meditate for more than like two minutes without checking my phone to see if my phone had broken, you know, I was like, I must've been here for an hour. And then I check the phone. It's like 90 seconds. I'm like, Oh oh dear. Oh boy. (laughs) Um, so, so I would love to talk to you about like the, the work that you do with women, like what do women really come to you for help with the most? Oh, okay. So that's usually, they know, they know that something is not working. Mm -hmm. Like they might be thriving externally, but they are not feeling satisfied in their life. Like something is missing. Um, And I usually see a lot of women that are very multifaceted that are thriving in their business, very like overachieving (laughs) women. Um, and that they're thriving, they're thriving um, in their careers, their moms, or, you know, uh, whatever, and they're feeling that burnout, they're, they amassed, you know, they, they accomplished something else, and they're still not happy mm-hmm. within mm-hmm. themselves. And so they're like, wait, I've checked all the boxes off, right? Yeah. I did all the things, and I'm still not happy, like I'm miserable inside something, something's wrong here, or they're just feeling completely overwhelmed by their life. And they don't know how to stop. They don't know how to stop it from getting hit, getting hit on every side. Are you a growing entrepreneur looking for more visibility? Do you want to stand out as the authority and expert that you are? Do you want more leads, more dream clients coming to you asking about how they can work with you? Do you want to sell out your programs and have a stacked wait list? Are you finally ready to scale your business and create more results with less effort? Then you need the PR Accelerator, a hybrid program where we will teach you or somebody on your team how to do your own public relations, how to secure more podcast interviews, more media features, more speaking gigs, more collaborations, and ultimately more authoritative visibility so that you can scale your influence your impact, and your income with ease. To learn more, visit laurensalon.com slash PR accelerator. That's laurensalon.com slash PR accelerator. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, they know that there's some sort of block. They're stuck in some way and you help, but they, they like a lot of the times don't know what it's like, okay, the results that I want in my life aren't really happening and I don't feel good, but I don't know what the hell is in the way. And you're like, all right, cool. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. They usually come in and they're like, oh, I want to come in for a Reiki session or I want to meditate with you, do like a sound healing or something. Like I really need to relax, right? I need to just like really come in and relax. And then they come in and then they're having like, you know, a total like, wait, what just happened? And like, I need, I need to understand this. I need more mm. of this, like, because my life doesn't feel as good as this moment. And so I that's that. how I, I usually step in and work with, with them because yeah. um, they're disconnected from themselves. Yeah. They're disconnected from their, their own wisdom. They're disconnected from their bodies. And um, you know, they, they're living from, from their, their protection of their traumas and their wounds mm-hmm. and they're operating on seeking that external validation and doing the things that they feel like they're supposed to be doing and they're not happy they're not thriving or, or you know, they're, they're still not feeling satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, and, and you work with a lot of women who are like overachiever, people pleaser, like, you know, go, go, go workaholic types. Right. Um, which I believe you have a bit of experience <laughs> in that <laughs> yeah. living in that space. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Cause, cause yeah. I mean, you already shared your story, like, you know, pre-med, all that kind of stuff and then finance. Yes. And, yeah. um, so yeah, so it's all very fast paced, but when did you have that, like hit the wall kind of moment of like, what am I doing? You know, I think that there was moments in my life that were almost like my, my inner self crying out, like mm. that it's not happy. So the moments where, I packed up my shit and was like, I'm leaving to California, even though I was getting all the signs of like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it is not like meant for like the time for you to go over there. And I was like, no, I need to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there were moments like that, that were just so like, I'm holding my ground. I'm doing this for me. And I don't care what anyone thinks of this, this decision that I'm making, I need to do this. Something in me is like crying out to, to take this step. And on paper, it didn't make any sense, not even to me, but it was my, my internal self crying out. Like you're dismissing me so badly that Mm -hmm. it would explode out. And that was those moves, you know, to, to Cali, to New York, um, quitting my job. And so there were moments along the way of, of that happening. Um, but I think it didn't really start to connect um, until about three years ago when I really started to dive into doing this work. And mm-hmm. I started to really pull back the layers and understand what, you know, what, it, what it was to experience trauma, because for a long time, mm-hmm. we, um, we dismiss the things that we experience in our lives and we say, we're okay. We're okay. You ask somebody how their day is going and they're like, Oh, I'm good. Oh, it's fine. Um, you know, and that's just like how we answer things. But in, but in all reality, you're, you're really not fine, you know, yeah. but that's what I had told myself for so long. So that was, um, you know, about three years ago, me really starting to pull, pull back the layers and really being like, Oh, you know, there's, um, there's some shit under here. we got to clear out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, 
you know, just being a people pleaser and understanding, um, you know, being a perfectionist and an overachiever. And like, these were ways that I was coping and yeah. almost uh, controlling things in my life because there was such points in my, in my childhood, my adolescence that I had no control. And so that was a way of protecting myself. And, and, you know, by being an overachiever, it was me feeling um, worthy of being, being able to receive, um, you know, love or to, to be looked at because of these things. Um, that was the way that I, I sought the, sought that attention yeah. out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, how I, <laughs> I, I mean, I absolutely resonate with that because I, I was also a quite an overachiever perfectionist and so much of it for me came from that feeling that like, oh, I'm not worthy of love. Right. Unless I'm achieving things right. And unless I'm the best and doing, 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 doing right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like i I feel that so much. Um, and then I would love for you to dig into like masculine feminine energy a little bit, because that's something obviously I talk about a lot. And as many of us, like former overachiever, workaholic perfectionist types, like often we were, very stuck in our masculine energy. And so like a lot of the healing for becoming a recovered workaholic (laughs) perfectionist overachiever, right. For like shifting into that side of it. A lot of the work comes from strengthening or really just like allowing the feminine energy to flourish and Mm -hmm. to strengthen and, and feeling safe in our own feminine energy. So I'd love for you to explain cause I've talked about it before, but I know we, we all see it differently, but ex- if you could explain like what to you, like masculine energy and feminine energy means, like, how do you define that to people? So masculine energy, we, we, we need them both. So I, mm-hmm. I want to address, like, we've been giving the masculine energy, like a bad rap, like, you know, know especially right? because we're talking about patriarchal society and like, just pulling down the man and like, you know, getting, getting away from that. But like masculine energy is very much needed, right? Oh yeah. Like divine, healthy masculine is such a beautiful thing. And I think that is something that we are needing so much more of in this country, like, and world, you know, like so much more of that healthy, grounded, like beautiful divine, like King alpha energy. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I agree. Like the masculine, like does get a a bad rap, you know? Yeah. And as women, I think so much of the time, like we are taught like, oh, if you want to succeed, yes, you have to like lean into the masculine super aggressively. Right. Which is not the case, but it also doesn't make the masculine bad. Right. We still use both, you know? Yeah. We need, we need them both. So masculine energy is the doing energy. It's the it's executing the plan. Right. So, um, the masculine energy is analytical. It's, it's, um, it's the thinker, it's the energy that you need in order to, um, get shit done pretty much. Mm -hmm. And so the feminine energy is the nurturing, but also creative part. So we are creative. We bring life into 
the physical realm, but we also give life to our ideas, right? So mm-hmm. bringing things from other realms into this, this world, right? So something starts off in your mind and you're able to give birth to it. And so that masculine energy is what's going allow, uh, going to allow you to put a plan together and get it out there. But you need them both in order to show up in your life, to show up in your business. Um, so that's how I view them in, in the sense of like business. Um, the, the feminine energy, because uh, um, like you were saying, we both operated from the masculine energy for so long. So the masculine energy comes in to protect. Um, Mm. And when we are wounded, we operate from that place of like the feminine energy receives. And so when we're in our masculine, we're like, we're good. I'm good. Like, I don't need anyone to help me. Like, I don't need shit from anybody. I got this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, the feminine energy is like, yes. Like I receive, like I receive. I love this. I feel like that that (laughs) needs to like be its own little thing. The feminine energy is like, yes. (laughs) Here here comes a TikTok or something. The feminine energy, she's like, yes. (laughs) Somebody remix that. (laughs) Yeah. So the the feminine energy receives and um, it's nurturing and that was something that when you're operating from a masculine, I'm going to say this from my perspective, because this has been my experience from everything that I've done. Um, I didn't nurture myself and I didn't allow myself to be nurtured. Mm. Mm, that hit a chord. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I, I saw that. Yes. Same, same. Yeah. So, um, I, I didn't allow my feminine energy to come in because feminine even in our society is viewed as weakness right when we see a woman like a prime example is like that nike commercial that it shows like all the athletes like like serena williams like like slamming her her um her racket and like people crying or whatever it's like oh she's emotional right so like we hold back all those things oh you can't be too nice because like people are going to like step all over you and you got to like let yourself be heard and like come in and do it just like a man and like mm, carry mm-hmm. that kind of energy. And God damn, that was tiring. Like that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was tiring. It was not healthy. And then, you know, you're spinning your wheels because you are saying you want all these things where you're not allowing yourself to receive them because you're so in your masculine and you're saying, I got this. I'm going to get shit done. I don't need any help from anyone or you're, you're not going to do it the same way that I want it done. So I, I, I'm going to handle this all on yeah. my own mm-hmm. and I'm not going to allow myself to break down because that's weakness. I don't cry. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's uh, not who I am. I can't be doing that. So it's all those things that um, we dismiss on the, on the feminine side that are actually very healing to us. Mm -hmm. And, and along the same lines too, as like talking about how the masculine is not necessarily bad. And when we, and, and men and women, like we all have masculine and feminine energy, right. And we get to use both of them and learn how to play within both, like, you know, when it makes sense. Um, And so like, there's also such a thing as like, like toxic femininity too, you know, and like the wounded feminine can show up too, just like the 
wounded or toxic masculine. And so there's like the healthy and unhealthy displays of both of these things, you know? And so as women, we aren't supposed to be only in our feminine either, you know, like it's a, it's a balance. Um, and yeah, so I love how you, you explain that. It's funny because I was thinking about this yesterday, actually. Um, cause one of the things like I I've worked to strengthen my feminine so much and, um, a friend of mine in college asked actually once told me and this was a compliment, like a genuine compliment from her. She said, you're so good at being a girl. And I, it was so funny because like, like, and this was one of my girlfriends, like I was so good at being a a girl and like whatever, you know, that exactly meant to her. And I almost took it as an insult because that was back then I, I viewed like the feminine energy stuff and those, like, you know, those qualities as weakness, you know, and Mm -hmm. I never saw myself as like super, super like girly girl sort of thing either. And like, now it's something that I'm like, oh, that was such a beautiful compliment, you know, like that's such a, like, I love that even back then when I was resisting it, like I was, you know, tapped into my divine feminine in a way that activated other women. Right. And like inspired other women. And so like, yeah, thinking about that, like, oh, like that's okay. Like being like in our feminine and quote unquote emotional or whatever it is like, that's not, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. I think it's because what we're starting to understand now is that for a long time, the, the feminine energy and the, what, what femininity looks like in society has been dictated by a man, right? It's coming from the point of view of a man. So, you know, what is beauty? What have we been getting told for so long? Um, you know, it was like these supermodels, like, even right now, watching Victoria's Secret change their whole approach to lingerie, right? Like they didn't take anyone that was above like a size zero. And like, that's, that was like the epitome of beauty, mm-hmm. like in the nineties and early two thousands was like this Victoria's Secret, like runway shows and how we should behave and you know how what our roles are in society have always been told by a man and now we're finally waking up and we're like wait what the hell like this is bs and it's like now we're telling or dictating what uh, a woman's beauty and uh mm-hmm. what she is worthy of and what she is capable of from a woman's perspective we're not letting it be dictated by a man anymore Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I could talk about this, like masculine feminine energy (laughs) stuff so much. Like how would you, if somebody's like, Oh, I want to like strengthen my feminine or how do I know if my like masculine, if I'm too in my masculine, like, how do you, how would you guide somebody in kind of getting a better understanding of how, like how they show up in these energies? Um, that would be more of a, and I might be misunderstanding the question, but this is more of like when I work with a client in a one-to-one kind of container or, um, in a, in a long-term container, because it's like you, you have to develop that relationship. People aren't always forthcoming about what's really happening. Um, 
the, the big thing with how I work with people or this kind of work with Reiki, with meditation is bringing people back into their bodies versus mm. staying in their minds. So your mind is telling you one story and you have perception, right? You have your own experiences that skew your perception of what's really happening. So we could be watching the same movie and you're going to walk away with something very different for me because we have two very different perceptions. Yes. So what you tell me and what you're experiencing, what's really happening are two very different stories. So this is why this kind of work that I do is very important because it's bringing that person back to their body and pulling mm. them back from their mind and what their, their ego mind wants the story to be. Yeah. So it's not a, I can't say like it's a one size yeah. fits all. I agree. It's, it's something that you have to develop that relationship and that person has to be willing to come mm-hmm. in and do the work because um, we, I'm going to say we, um, as humans, we like to stay in victim mentality. We like to blame others for what's happening, how we would say happening to us. Right. Um, you know, cause that's how we're viewing it. And so mm-hmm. we're the victims and everyone else is wrong. Um, but these patterns are continuously repeating in your life. And at one point you got to be like, okay, sis, yeah, it's not everybody else. It has to be me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And so, okay. So like along those lines, cause I've talked about this a, a few times on the show and with guests and even tons in like personal conversations offline. But like, I feel like the collective in a lot of ways is experiencing like is stuck in like victim mindset, like a lot. And so we're seeing this duality of like so many people being stuck in victim and, and in the 3d, that's like, from my perspective, being rewarded and encouraged almost. And then you, if you're not operating in that place, like it's, it's just, there's like such polarity right now. Like, are you, and you may not agree with me on that, um, which is totally fine. Like, are you, are you seeing that in that way too? Like a almost like collective, like stuck in victimhoodness. <laughs> is that a sentence? I don't know. I'm like I, I use words right. for a living. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're just going to make them up. Okay. Um, I think it's in certain topics. Yes. Um, right. Um, especially with this last year and a half with everything that's been happening. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there's also like a big awakening, like with people being like enough's enough, like, you know, like there's, um, riots all over the place. Right. Like the, the latest one is like Cuba. Like people are like, yeah, we're, we're not even getting enough to survive. Like this is yeah. this is ridiculous. You know, we've been seeing it with Venezuela. We've seen it in France. We're, we've seen it like in uh, Dominican Republic. They're having uh, their own issues. Like people are finally like stepping up to government and these things, mm-hmm. these, um, these big, um, like being. Um, like not being able to be sovereign, you know, and yes. to like have freedom essentially, you know, and like over, over yourself. Yeah. Like these big governing factors, these, these things that we've relied so much on and like I've given so much of our power away to, and we're like, okay, enough's enough. But then like you're saying, there are people that are still very much stuck in the victim mentality and 
that's where they are. And, you know, one, one lesson or one one phrase that, that one of my, my teachers always said is like, you you don't wake up a waking baby. Yeah. You don't wake a sleeping baby. Yeah. You you know, so you gotta let them, you gotta let them be where they are and um, continue to, to step forth. and, And then also to shine a light for others that are seeking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, you can't work with the, the person that wants to stay in victim mentality that wants right. to stay um, following everything that's thrown at them. Yeah. I, I want to work with someone that is like, okay, something, yep. you know, something's not adding up here. And I, I agree. And I, I'm seeking. I agree. Yeah. So what would you along those lines? Cause I agree, like we are seeing so many people like wake up and like this shift in consciousness. And like, I think we're, you know, I, I think the consciousness shift is like very real and it's, and I'm hopeful, like even, even when things feel really stressful, like I'm still super hopeful. Um, but how, if people are like, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm awake. Like whatever, you know, like, how do we like, okay, if we're not supposed to shake the wake, the sleeping baby, like, what do we do to like encourage others to wake up or like, you know, what would, how would you guide somebody or what advice would you give somebody who's like, okay, then what the hell are we supposed to do? Cause I see the polarity and I want to help and I want to like, but well, you know, <laughs> just show up, show yeah. up because people are always watching. Um, and, and, and show up like they, in your highest self. Yeah. Yeah. Show up as your most authentic self, show up in your truth, show up in your light, show up in your divine power and your divine wisdom. And just keep showing up. That is it. Because those people are unbeknownst to you. They're probably not going to admit it, but they are watching you. And they're going to yeah. keep watching you. And they're like, well, you know, at first they're like, she's really wrong. But then it's like, oh, wait, she looks really happy. And like, things are happening in this person's life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing. What, yeah. what was that book you recommended? Yeah. What is it that you're, you're doing? Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> I, I was talking about this on my stories earlier in the week or over the weekend or something where there are like, there are people who, you know, every once in a while you're like, who watches my shit? Right. And so you scroll yeah. through and there are people like from high school, college, whatever, who literally watch every single thing that I post in my stories, like religiously, but don't follow me. It's so mm. bizarre. So I'm like, y'all are looking me up every single day to watch every single thing that I do. And I don't know if like, you don't like me like, I don't know your feelings toward me, but like, it's weird to be that interested in everything somebody's posting, but then also not follow them. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, you know what, something I'm doing, you like something I'm putting out, whether it's to like trigger you, you're still enjoying Mm -hmm. that in some way. Otherwise you wouldn't keep coming back. Um, but yeah. Either like that or like maybe something is like, maybe there are like inspiring nuggets and, and stuff. And so that's like the, the space that I say, and it's like, oh, I could, I can create a story saying, oh, they're watching because they're haters. Right. Cause if yeah. they liked my stuff, they'd follow me. Like I could create that story in my head may not be accurate at all, but I could also create the story that feels better. That's like, you know what, maybe in some way, like they don't necessarily, they're not quite ready for whatever I'm sharing, but like something is touching them in some way. And yeah. who knows, like it could have been out of like 
the hater vibes initially, but like, who knows if something like something may resonate one day. So exactly like what you were saying, yeah, keep showing up and showing up from your highest self and your fullest authenticity, you know, like from, and, and sharing your zone of genius and your gifts. Cause when we're in that higher frequency, like that love frequency, that like source energy, like that can do so much. It's so powerful. So yes, everybody, you keep showing up. That's how we fucking change the world. Show up from your yeah. highest self. You know, yeah. like we don't, I mean, like high tagline, like blending in is bullshit. We don't shrink down and quiet ourselves and hide and all of that and like run away. Absolutely. You get it, obviously. <laughs> like, duh. Um, no, I love that tagline. Like, yeah, thank you. And, and yeah. so, Un- unrelated, but like kind of related. Cause like I, I vibe with this a lot. Um, you have described yourself as like, oh yeah, I'm like part ratchet, part woo woo, like spiritual <laughs> and like a little gangster. Like as well. Like tell, tell me more about like what that means for you. Um, so I grew up in Southside Providence and I live in the hood. Like that's how I grew up. Um, but you know, and at the same time, my mom was very strict and a girl was inside the house, like when the streetlights came on, like in that way. But I, I love me some Cardi B. Like I will go from singing my mantra to oh my gosh. like singing some me girls, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, same. Like, like I was, I was thinking about earlier too, I was driving into the gym and my Bluetooth kicked on and I'm like, Oh, ASAP Ferg always kicks on. And I'm like, I love me some ASAP Bird. Like yeah. I just love his voice. I don't even know what he's saying. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, I yeah. just love it. Oh no, like same. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like gonna do my like chanting and like my really like spiritual music, and I'm gonna do my breath work and read my like yeah. things. I'm gonna talk to God and stuff. I'm like, but then when I'm like working in the office, it's usually like I'm like I have like WAP on, you know, yeah. and I'm it, like really loud, and I'm like, and I can focus and get a lot done with like Cardi B, like like dirty ass music on and I'm like no this is great I'm like in the zone like jam it like yep it's balance y'all yeah that's like my it's it's funny because I'm like um like especially with my workouts when you were talking about it earlier and I was like oh I, I, I can meditate when I'm working out and I'm like oh my gosh like I remember I I knew I conquered it when I was on the Stairmaster and I felt like I was meditating and I'm like if you ever do the Stairmaster like in five minutes you know you're helping and pop in yeah. Like you're sweating. And I remember I was on the Stairmaster and I was like, like just on all the like, Girl, oh. yes, I can but, like turn, turn like battle ropes into meditation. I'm like, it's only 30 seconds. Just close your eyes. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. But I can literally like go in my, my workouts are literally like the combination of everything. Like I will go from like singing bowls, like on my run or something. And then I'm like, in the trap <laughs> on the next thing. And then I got to like, I'm a big EDM head. Um, that, mm. Oh, that's a, that's an unknown fact right there. Fun fact. Big, yeah. Ed- yeah. I'm a big EDM head. So I'm like, you know, just like fist pumping. <laughs> so like, yes. Where. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, but, yeah, but yeah, you know, I'm like, oh yes. Yes. Yeah. So aligned. But I'm like, the, like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. It's balanced. We can like drop F bombs and listen to like, dirty rap music and be spiritual as fuck too (laughs) yeah and just like yeah dance away like come you know get 
I don't really drink that much, but you know, go out party and then yeah, like, next day, yeah, go and, and then wake up and go right into meditation or, you know, into my prayers or any of those things. Yep. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's I'm like, I might twerk. people. Yeah. I might twerk <laughs> on my stories a little bit here and there. And then I'm like, okay. So I was like talking to Jesus earlier, like <laughs> in the same day, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know, it's working, uh, opens up the chakras, you know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I'm just like wow. activating the kundalini energy. Yeah. You know, there we go. Um so Spiritual, we, it gets to be fun. Gets it, exactly like, like it the human the human experience gets to be fun, right? We get to like do the all the things. Um so I we've been we've been talking for almost like an hour, oh, yeah. hour and a half-ish. So yeah. like we'll we'll start like I, I could keep going for sure. This is so much fun. Um and so how I would love for you to tell a little bit right now, like specifically, like if people are like, oh my gosh, like I love everything she's saying. This sounds amazing. Yes, I need help. Like I feel stuck or there are blocks or whatever. Like I want, I want this stuff. How can people work with you right now? Um, so people can work with me, uh, in person or virtually, um, with, when it comes to Reiki, they can see me here, or, um, we can always connect virtually and do a distance session as we talked about. And then with that as well, I offer, um, my coaching experience of working with me directly one-to-one and really, um, de-layering all the shit that we're carrying. Yeah. And so you can discover, you know, discover and really embody your higher self and, and the woman that you're really meant to be. I love it. I love it. I love it. And where can everybody find you online? I am most active on Instagram. Um, Jacqueline Soto um, is where you can find me. And you can also find me on my website, Jacqueline says, and you can book directly through there. And then always feel free to DM me with any questions. I always hop on a lot of the times on Instagram, I would definitely say follow me on Instagrams because I will just hop on and just do like a song bath or Mm -hmm. just, you know, share a meditation that I'm doing or something. So, um, yeah, but feel free to DM me. Like yeah. I love talking to people. I love hearing questions or, you know, or anything that, that people um, are wanting to learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to, to teach and to guide others. And so I don't take it for granted. Um, I'm not just here to share what I want to talk about. I want to, yeah. I really want to help people where they're it. needing it. I love it. And then as you know, this, this show is all about people, owning their truth, using their voice and standing out like as the most like amplified version of themselves. So what is one like key piece of advice, whether that's an action somebody can take or a quote that you really love, um, a thought, a question to ask themselves, like one key piece of advice for people who are listening that are really looking for how to stand out and live really just unapologetically bold and aligned. Oh, you said there could be a quote or yeah. Like a parting, like mic drop word of wisdom. Hmm. Give me a second. Yeah. I would say Honestly, I would say like, just own it. 
just mm. own everything, own all parts of you. There's so much of ourselves that we just feel shame, sh shame around and that we want to hide and that we just want to bury. And it's like the sooner you own it and that you are able to embrace it, the sooner you get to show up that mm. much older in your life, that much brighter, um, that much more authentic and yeah. you get to be that much more abundant. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say that just, just own it. Just look at the shit that you don't want to look at and let go of the shame because yeah. you're not the only one. Absolutely. Yeah. Own it all parts of you, all of your experiences, whether you think they are good or bad or whatever, like everything has brought you to where you are now. So like, yeah, own it. And like Jacarina said earlier, like keep showing up. Um, and as we already said, connect with Jacarina on Instagram, Jacarina Soto, that's J A C A R I N A S O T O. Um, and that's all I'll be in the show notes. And obviously that's going to be in the title as well. Um, but be sure to connect with her on Instagram. Um, and if anything resonated with you today that she shared, like absolutely talk to her about setting up a session or working with her one-on-one -on -one. highly, highly recommend. Um, and Jacarina, thank you so much for joining us today. Like this was so much fun, like a freaking hour and a half just <laughs> flew by. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining um, me and like sharing your magic, your wisdom with um, the Amplify audience. Thank you for having me. This was an you honor. Welcome. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.